0: Uh, Micah chapter one. We are ready for verse fourteen, <clears throat> and uh, in this we have been seeing his his uh, uh, declaration of uh, judgment. And remember, I told you that I wanted to kind of make it a little more personal, and so uh, we'll we'll look at in the context of of the meaning and what's taking place, but then also try to give it some thought to ourselves in some ways that. We can apply some of these things uh, in our own lives today. And uh, we've we've already looked at verses 10, 11, 12, and 13. Last week, we looked at verse 13 with Lachish. And Lachish means invincible. And main reason being is they were known to have many horses. And and horses was a sign of strength. And the chariots that they carried uh, uh, meant a, a very powerful uh, army that they had and we see that even they were going to uh, deal with uh, judgment but now he continues on and and he continues the list all of these cities that represented Israel and Judah and letting them know that uh, judgment was coming upon all of them because of their sin because of their rejection of God and their disobedience to God and in uh, and, and he's pronouncing this upon all of them. And, and so he gets into verse 14. And here he says, Therefore shall thou give presents to Moresheth Gath. The houses of Akzib shall be a lie to the kings of Israel. And so, first of all, Moresheth is, is a city that at one time was taken over by the Philistines. And that's where uh, we have the name that was given to it. Now, something that he states here is that, as he names off this city, that uh, he talks about the presents that they are going to be giving, uh, given, and uh, these were gifts that represented betrothal gifts. It was something that represented a marriage that was coming, and and so they would uh, uh, give these to the to the groom, and and and. Uh, or, or to the the groom would give them to the bridegroom's uh family and and so here the betrothal gifts that were given out and and here he's making the statement that the Assyrian king are uh he's going to be given these presents as a parting gift and and uh, the parting gift is going to be this city and and so here he's telling them that that they are going to uh, receive this judgment and but something that I find interesting about this city is that this was the native town, the hometown of Micah the prophet. And so here is Micah coming and, and, and speaking for God, and, and I can imagine as, as God gives him these lists of cities, and, and as he's declaring these things to these cities, and the judgment of God, and then all of a sudden God comes and gives a, a listing of what's going to take place at, at Micah's own hometown and, and now we see that I'm sure it probably got a little more personal. I'm sure that Micah probably knew many of these people that were living in this city and he probably had many family members that were living there also and and so now here he is he's going to have to decide am i going to speak for god or or am am i going to cower because this is my family and 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 i don't want to do this and maybe rebel against them and and here he just shows us that that how we need to follow god and and sometimes discipleship isn't easy and sometimes it's a real challenge but god still wants us to do the right thing even in the face of great opposition, and even if that may be our own family. Jesus stated over in, or it stated about Jesus, and, and Jesus makes the statement in Matthew chapter 13, and verse 57 it says, And they were offended in him, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I find it sad that Jesus makes this statement that that uh, a man is not without honor in his own uh, hometown and in his own country. And and here we see that they, they watched Jesus grow up. For 30 years they watched this, this young boy become a man and they, there, there's no way that they didn't recognize that there was something different about him in the way the the passion that he had for his father the knowledge that he had of scripture that that whenever they would go to Jerusalem that he would sit in the temples and and debate with the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were well known for their knowledge of the word and and how and I am certain that Jesus wasn't just really quiet about it in his own hometown and but here he is he says that a prophet is not without honor and Saving in his own country and in his own house and and we know that that while Jesus was in that ministry that even his own brothers uh, did not believe him and, and his own family and it, and it was later that we know that that uh, Jesus's family, many of them uh, trusted him and and looked to him and and we praise the Lord for that but but it just shows us the discipleship and how hard it can be at times and, and understanding and knowing that that God wants us to be obedient no matter what the opposition is and no matter what people are saying we still need to stand according to what God's word says and what he shows us that we need to do in Luke chapter 9 and verse 60 Jesus said unto him let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of God and and so he says let look let let the unsaved bury their their own dead and you can't help the dead is more or less is what he's saying here and and, and let them deal with that, but you go out and preach the kingdom of God, and tell others about Jesus, and work with those who are alive, and 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 that those of you who are part of our church family, now you understand more of my philosophy of, of whenever the, uh, I'm asked to do a funeral for someone, now you realize why uh, we use that as a time to reach those that are alive we use it as an evangelistic tool we use it as a time that that we can introduce someone to our savior because here it shows us jesus made the statement let the dead bury the dead you can't help the dead but you can help those who are alive and how we need to preach the kingdom of god and and look to that it doesn't matter who who is there and doesn't matter what they're saying and then he goes on and and another also said lord i will follow thee," but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and, and that plow, this isn't the plow of uh, of salvation. This is the plow of discipleship. This, this is the plow of you have trusted Christ as your Savior, and and now He's called you into a life of service, and and He wants you to be a servant of Him, and and He wants you to go out and be a disciple of Jesus. That. That's the great commission is to go out and, and, and win people to Christ and, and baptize them and make them disciples of Christ and followers of Christ. And, and so you take a hold of that plow of discipleship and, and you say, I'm not going to turn back. I'm, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to continue to serve God. And, and it doesn't matter what others are doing because here he says, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit. For the kingdom of God for the kingdom of God's service to go out and serve him and and here I, as I think about Micah you know as a pastor and then you know, putting yourself somewhat in the position of of Micah here going in and, and and telling his very hometown and and those boyhood friends that he had and 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 his parents or whoever's left his aunts his uncles or cousins or whoever else I'm sure in those small towns that many of them were related to each other and and had grown up with many of them and knew those that were that were staunch followers of God those that were unbelievers and those that were bringing this judgment upon them and and I'm sure he knew many of them and and God told him he said Mikey you need to go and you need to tell them that that they're 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 going to be a gift to the Assyrian king because of their rebellion towards God and it just shows me the importance that we have the the plow of discipleship and the kingdom of God's service and sometimes it's not easy and sometimes he calls us to do things that are very difficult and 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 we know that there are many that that are going to fight against that and I find this interesting that that I actually had this studied out uh, for a couple of weeks now and and then in my devotions this morning, uh, as I was reading it, it brought me to a point in, in in discipleship again, and and just thinking about how often that that as we follow Christ, there are those that that try to pull us back, and they try to pull you down, and they 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 start questioning the things that you're doing, and 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 it starts maybe it starts bringing conviction upon their lives, and and maybe it starts making them think about their relationship with Christ and it makes them uncomfortable and and they don't like what you're doing in your own life and they they don't like the 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 standards that you start having in your life that God is placing in your life and they and they don't like the way that 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 uh, you and your spouse are living your lives and and they don't like the way that you're raising your children and they and and these are family members that you're dealing with and And there just comes a point in time where you understand that whenever you take a hold of the plow of discipleship and and you are yoking up to our Savior, Jesus Christ, that it really doesn't matter what anybody else is saying around you at all. What matters is your love for Christ and your willingness to go and do what it is that He tells you to do. When you do that, that's when you will have God's blessings upon your life. That's when you will see God using you greatly that that that's what we need to see right now in our lives we we've we've been so caught up in everything around us and doing this or doing this and and our families have gotten so crazy busy with with all of the different activities that are out there for our children and thinking we got to have them in this 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 and this and 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 they got to have all of these things and and our kids are worn out and 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 our kids aren't wanting half of the stuff that we're putting them in and 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 we're pushing them and pushing them and pushing them and and pretty soon we're we're not spending any time with our family we're not spending any time with our spouse and then pretty soon our marriages are blowing up and our and our children are 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 stressed out and and having anxiety that 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 children back in the 70s and 80s never even thought of having. And so we see this taking place and and God has said, we need to slow the boat down. and We need to get back to understanding what is truly important in our lives and and truly see and understand what it is that that God wants from each one of us and and how we need to start focusing more on Him and Him more on this the, the 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 fellowship that we have with him rather than looking at all these things that are out there that are trying to pull our kids away and 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 look satan has thought man he 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 comes in and he's thinking i'll wreak havoc during all this time and and you know what god's doing god is is bringing us back into a, as a family and, and he's making our family unit stronger and and the ones that aren't stronger are the frauds they are the ones that are falling apart during this time and, and the families that are falling apart they're starting to see the fraudulent foundation that they've had in their family and and so because of that they're falling apart but i can tell you that the families that are basing their foundation upon the discipleship of christ are growing stronger through this and that's a blessing that's a praise that we ought to give to our Savior and and to our God and 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 through this I know that that our our look our church may ultimately end up being smaller in number when whenever we get back to whatever is called normal but our church family is going to be stronger and, and we're going to see God's blessings come upon us in ways that we could never imagine because People are going to be serious about serving God and you're going to find out that when things get back to normal, you know what? maybe we just don't need all of those activities in our lives. Maybe we really don't need all of that and and maybe it, you're going to find out it really is nice having dinner together. matter of fact, it's nice having lunch together, even sitting down and having coffee with your grown children and and spending some time and slowing down, and getting that family unit back to what God wants it to do, wants it to be. And oh, how we need to get back to that. And and so as I was giving thought to this one, and Micah coming into his hometown, and many not giving him any honor, and 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 always wanting to use the excru- excuse, "Oh, we knew little Micah." Micah was a bad boy growing up. We don't need to listen to Micah or we can even, you know, who's this Jesus that they're talking about we We watched him grow up. He's just the son of a carpenter. He's nothing. And so we see that Micah comes in and speaks for god and 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 shows us an example of a man of character to do what it is that God has called him to do and And to pronounce something very difficult and very hard upon people that he loves and cares about. And he still told them the truth. And we start seeing that sometimes discipleship isn't easy. But it is what God wants us to do. And then he continues and he says, The houses of Akzib shall be a lie to the kings of Israel. Akzib means deception. And she'll be deceptive if she actually thinks that she's going to be able to help Israel out. She has zero power whatsoever. She might look good on the outside, but we're going to find out that she's as weak as everybody else on the inside. And she's going to cave under the power of God, and there is nothing that she can do to help anybody out. And and she's really just a fake. You know, I was reading this in my devotions also in the last couple of days and in John chapter 4, and, and he talks about true religion. And he talks about the true relationship that, that God wants us to have with him. And, and, and he made this statement in, in, in uh, uh, John chapter 4, in verse 23, 24, it says, But the hour cometh, now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth, by means of the spirit, by means of the truth. And and so it's all led of the Holy Spirit of God. It has absolutely nothing to do with show. It has absolutely nothing to do with the with, with the 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 glittering lights and the and the smoke show and and the pastor acting like he's some kind of a rock star and and God's bringing us back now and and seeing that as we're doing all of this live streaming and 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 we don't have the production abilities of a of a movie theater or a movie production company and so here we are we're just standing here in front of the camera just. The preacher and and the camera and and the Word of God. And you know what we're seeing? We're seeing God take this and and all we're doing is preaching the Word of God. There is no show. It's just... Here's what the Word of God says, and these are the things that we ought to do, and and it's not about a show, and it's not about how we look, but it's about worshiping the holy the the holy God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and and through the truth of who God is, and and the truth of who we are, and and the truth of what God's Word says, and 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 that bond that's given to us through. Jesus Christ, our Savior, and, and brings us together into a, and molds us and, and helps us with our heart to worship Him with a pure, sincere, clean heart. And that's what He wants. And we understand that we need to worship Him in spirit and in truth and knowing that, that our flesh is absolutely nothing. John 6, verse 63. I memorized this verse years and years ago. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You see, we we need to understand that it's the spirit that gives life. This flesh profits nothing. And so if we are just here to make some some Hollywood uh, uh, production, then there will be nothing from this and and sooner or later people will fall off and move away and go elsewhere and 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 we'll lose all of that because it's not the production that they were looking for and and you're not going to be able to give that to them but but what we're going to do is if we are preaching the word of god and and worshiping the true god and and we're doing it through the power of the holy spirit it's going to give life and and it's not only going to save people and by by them recognizing their need of a savior and drawing them to God, but but it's also going to help those who are believers to 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 have life also, and not just eternal life. We already know that we settle that at the cross, but but to truly have an abundant life today, a life that God uses and and blesses, and and there is nothing fake about that. That's what God wants, and and here showing us that it's all through the spirit and and it's all through the truth and and the truth comes from god's word it doesn't come from church tradition it doesn't come from ritualism it doesn't come from some man's mind like all of the cults have been devised it comes from the very mind and the very heart of god and it's his word that we preach and we teach and it's the word of god that that delves into the the very joints and the marrow of our bones and cuts all the way to the heart and 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 opens us up and shows us who we are and 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 we get real with God and and we worship God truly and honestly and righteously in that way and, and truly God blesses that and and brings us about to who we are. You know, we just need to quit trying to hide behind something fake and. And just understand that God wants to realize. us. Well, I was having a conversation today, and it just made me realize that that there are people today, all they care about is a perception of what everybody sees of them. That that's what our Facebook has done. That's what our Instagram has done. That that's what I I don't know. Uh, Whatever else TikTok is the newest one out there. And all they do is they, they put something out there that and, and make you think that's who they are, and it, it's all fake. It truly is. Let us just be honest and real with God and and understand that there is no deception with God. He sees everything. Well, here I see deception will be revealed. And she'll prove to be deceptive if anyone thinks that she will be able to help Israel or Judah. She won't be able to do any. But then it goes on in verse 15. Yet will I bring an heir unto thee, O inhabitant of Marashah. And so Marashah, we see, is a place that means possessor. It's one that had many possessions and one that was a possessor, and, and, and she, and, and now instead of her possessing all of these goods and all of this wealth and, and all of the recognition that she is and all these things that she's possessed, she will now become a possession of a lost world, of an Assyrian world that hates God, and, and she will lose all of her identity and who she is. You know, it tells us that we just need to quit loving the world. And as believers, we need to love our Savior and just look to Him because we are an heir of salvation and we are an heir of all of God's blessings. So let's start acting like one. Let's start acting like a son of God. Let's start acting like an heir of, of, of God. Let, let's start acting like the one that that, that is truly going to uh, uh, come into possession and it has come into possession of, of many of the, the righteous uh, 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 things that God wants to give us and, and, and help us and, and show us that, that we're a child of God and see these blessings that He's given to each one of us and let's act like the heir that we are. Says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So, first of all, if if you're convicted of sin in your life, and and he's showing you that hey a child of God doesn't do that, and and you're convicted of that, that's a good sign, and 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 the, shows you the Holy Spirit is working in your heart and in your life, and and you need to get those things right with God to to help the 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 fellowship that you have with your Savior. That's why He's doing that, and and He's always constantly bearing witness and and confirming and testifying with our spirit that we are the children of God and 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 then and if we are the children of God and if children then heirs benefactors of uh, of all the things that all the wealth that God has everything that God has in front of us the the power that he tells us that that let us live in his power and and he's given us the Holy Spirit who who says he will always guide us into all truth and 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 he's the one that says, hey, don't worry about your house, don't worry about your clothes, don't don't worry about your food. You just you just keep serving me, and and it'll be okay, and I'll provide all of those things that you have, and and it will be good because I'll take care of those things. You just seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and and he says, and I'll add all of these things to you, and 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 here you are. You're you're a benefactor of everything that god has those cattle on a thousand hills are all gods and and whenever he needs to give us something he'll give it to us and and we need to live that way and and understand of the possessions that we have in our in our life right now and 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 here we see that 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 uh 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 marisha had had forgotten these things of of the great possessions that she had as a city of god and and a part of the chosen nation of god and and had gone off onto looking into the world and taking these things and oh how i want this little glittery thing and and i want this little thing and and then they're not satisfied with that because it corrupts and 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 it falls apart and and it's destroyed and it's stolen and 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 we find out it wasn't worth near what we thought it was and 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 we've given away all of the the air the the possessions that God has given us, all of the the eternal blessings that He wants to give us, and, and we're washing them down the toilet. And and here he, he finally got to the point where he said, "Marsha, you are no longer going to be a possessor, but you will become a possession." And oh, how often we're, we do the very same thing and, and we get so caught up that we get possessed by the world and, and, and then pretty soon we're falling flat on our face and God allows that to happen to wake us up. And He's telling us, He says, Look, if you are an heir, you're an heir of God and you're a joint heir with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. So be it, then let it happen. But let us live for Him. Let us possess all the benefits that God has given us. Let us enjoy those things and understand that these characters that are vying for position and politics and power and trying to destroy our country and and do all this and, and, and and to look to have power over people, Well, bless God, we serve a Savior today that it does not matter. We know He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and we're on the winning side, and there will come a day when all the evil shall bow on their knee, and they shall confess with their tongues that Jesus Christ is Lord, and until then, behave like an heir of God. Me included. Let's trust what God has given us. and Let's not be like Marisha who lost all their possessions and were possessed. Lost their identity. Think about it. This Sunday will be 23 years at Platte Valley Baptist Church. And, and I sit down, I've sat down a couple of times this week and just thought about the, the challenges. And it seems like it just seems like here lately that every year has just become a bigger challenge and a bigger challenge. And it seems like as the world continues to drift, that, that the church is trying to drift along. And, and, and as a pastor, you're standing there and you're trying to hold the tide. And, and, and it just seems like there's more challenges and more challenges. But, you, you know, one of the, the most disheartening things is, is you watch people that, that come and go. And, and I know that our church is not perfect, and I know we have our problems. We have people. If you have people, you have problems. And the, it, the old preacher always said, ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. And, and it would. But that's not ministry, is it? You know, the, I guess the sad thing that you see is you see so many that, that they start drifting with the world, and then all of a sudden, the, the church family becomes the bad guy, and, and the pastor becomes the bad guy, and the believers become the bad guys. And you see them continue to drift, and the more they, they drift into the world, the more they dislike that church family that's loved them, prayed for them, served with them, loved them, helped them, watched them grow, cried with them wept with them during their sad times and rejoiced in their good times and and you see them that you just see them continue to drift away and it just reminds me of Marasha. how they go off into the world and lose everything that they had lose their identity as a believer they they lose the possessions that god was wanting to give them that that would make an eternal difference for all kinds of people in the world. And you end up, if you keep going that way, you end up wasting your life. Truly wasting your life. That's one of the hardest things in the ministry. Those that know what to do and don't do it because they follow the world and they drift away and you lose them. Don't be a Marisha. Then he says, he shall come unto Adullam, the glory of Israel. Remember when David was hiding and he went into the caves and it was there that he had the opportunity two different times where he could have killed King Saul. But it was during those times when he's hiding in those caves that it was the hiding place. And he says here that he'll even come to Adullam, the glory of Israel, and There's just not going to be any place that you're going to be able to hide. You can't hide there and think that you're going to be okay and the judgment is coming and and it's too late and and we need to understand that oh how you should have gone and and hidden with Christ in the first place and how you should have gone to God and and looked to Him for the comfort and and looked to Him for decision making and discernment and understanding and, and do the things that God wants you to do because now He's saying that you can flee there all you want but the glory of Israel is going to be found out and you will be judged. And oh, if we would have just listened to Psalm 91. Just verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Is your family falling apart? It's because you decided to wander along and you know Christ is your Savior. You say, if you say yes, your spouse knows Christ, You might even say, My kids even know Christ, but our family is a mess. It's because you've wandered away and you're not hiding under the mighty arms of God and and you're not hiding under the shadow of God and and you're thinking that you want to do these things and and you're and you're loving the world and 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 you want to have these pieces of the world but you also want to claim Christ as your savior and you're not acting like an heir of God and and you're not acting like a possessor of God and and you're not hiding in the shelter of the wings of God you're out moosing around in the, in the world and thinking you're going to be okay and judgment coming. Oh, how we need to look to God as our hiding place. Let us get rid of the things that hinder us from that. You might be thinking, oh, what a sacrifice. Is it? Is it really? Is it really a sacrifice to give those things up? To have a closer walk with God? Oh, I dare say, when you start having that sweet fellowship with God, you'll say, you know what? There's nothing sweeter than this. There's nothing this world can afford that can help me with this. But you see, they gave it up. And so then he tells them in verse 16, make thee bald and pull thee for thy delicate children. Cut all your hair off. Cut all your hair off and understand that judgment is coming. That's why we're doing the no shave till normal and no haircut till normal. That's what I'm doing. I'm not even going to cut my hair. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Just want things to come back to the way God wants it to be. And here he says, but when judgment comes, you need to shave your head. You need to let everybody see that you have pulled your head for Thy delicate children, those that are God's chosen. Enlarge thy baldness as eagle, for they are gone into captivity from thee. Shave your heads, walk in shame. You had everything and you walked away from it. And now you get God's judgment. Why in the world, if God does this to Israel, and he's done this to Israel over and over and over Why in the world would we as a church of God who are heirs of God join heirs with Jesus Christ and we're falling in love with the world that God would say, oh, it's okay. We live in an age of grace. It's okay. It'll be all right. Sorry, it's not biblical. It isn't what God wants at all. We see that we need to turn to Him. And so tonight... We get a start on that National Day of Prayer. We get a start on being the kind of people that God wants us to be. To be the kind of church family that God wants us to be. So that we can be the light and, and, and act like the heirs of Christ that we ought to so that our community can see that. So that it helps bring our country back to the blessings of God rather than the judgment of God. So we see Micah tonight bringing out the judgment showing us that discipleship isn't always easy but it's always best and so we serve him and we look to him and we love him and we thank him for his grace, his mercy, his long suffering and we worship him and we praise him and we get up tomorrow and we humble ourselves before him again We ask him to show us and guide us and empower us to live for him. And we do it all over again until the day finally comes when he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he brings us home. And until then, let's serve him. Let's realize that what he has given us during this time truly has been a blessing in showing us that there's a whole lot of junk that we just don't need. But we need, we must have that fellowship with our Savior. And when we have that, nothing else matters. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for those that have heard it tonight. I pray for those that may listen to it later. And I pray you do a work in the hearts of each one. Lord, I thank you for all that you give us. You give us salvation through the very sacrifice of your son. You give us protection and provision. You give us joy. You give us all the benefits of an heir and a joint heir of Christ. We don't deserve any of it, but you freely give it to us. And so, Father, for that, help us. Help us to be strong in our will and our desire to do what's right and to be the disciple that will be honoring and pleasing to you. Help us to get rid of that junk that holds us down. Get rid of the sin in our lives that we like to pet and comfort and console. And let us mortify it. Let us kill it and get it out of our lives. And let us be more of what you want us to be. Guide us tonight. Bring us together in your timing. And, Father, I pray you bless the service to come on Sunday. Father, I pray that you hear our cries even tomorrow as we cry out to you. I can't but help think of how many times Israel cried out, and in the midst of their crying out, you heard them, and you did something. And I pray that you would hear us. I pray that you would help us and guide us and show us, Lord, I ask these things now in Jesus' name, amen.